Welcome to Carefully Examining the Text. And today in our podcast, we want to examine Psalms 42 and 43. Now, this, Lord willing, will be the first time on a podcast that we have tried to cover two psalms in one. And the reason for this is because it may well be that these were originally one psalm. As we read these words, I want you to ask why we would think that. Psalm 42 and 43. Today, I read from the English Standard Version to the choir director, a mascal of the sons of Korah. As the deer pants for the flowing streams, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and with songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down? O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. From the land of the Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep, at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love. At night his soul is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Vindicate me, this is Psalm 43. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From deceitful and unjust men, a man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, O God. My God, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Why would we try to cover Psalms 42 and 43 together? 
Did you notice that the refrain in 42.5, 42.11, and 43.5 was the same? And maybe this indicates that this was one psalm and not two. The line there, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. I shall again praise him. That line, 42.5, 42.11, and 43.5, binds these psalms together. But that's not the only similarity. In 42 verse 9, you notice that the words are very similar to 43.2. In 42.9, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? In 43.2, you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? So there are several factors that bind these psalms together. Another thing is that Psalm 43 in the Hebrew text had no heading. Now, later translations or later editions, like the Septuagint and the Vulgate, had a heading, but Psalm 43 in the Hebrew text had no heading. The only Psalms in Book 2, Psalms 42 through 72, that don't have a heading are Psalms 43 and 71. And maybe 43 didn't have a heading because it was to link it with Psalm 42. But notice that heading in Psalm 42. This is the first time a heading to a psalm has not mentioned David, but instead it mentions the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah are mentioned in the titles of Psalms 44 through 49, 84 and 85, and 87 and 88. You remember Korah in Numbers 16, and you remember how the ground opened up and swallowed him, but it did not swallow up his sons, according to Numbers 26 and verses 10 and 11. His sons, who are Levites, go on to be gatekeepers and temple musicians, gatekeepers at the house of God and musicians at the house of God. And they compose these beautiful psalms. I want you to notice, and we're going to emphasize as we look at these psalms today, how these psalms express a tension between despair, despair, and brokenness, and yet hope. And maybe that's your life experience. That your life is a life of despair, and yet it is a life of hope. That was the experience of Psalms 42 and 43. We're going to notice how this psalm describes a longing for God, a desire for God. And we're going to try to see how this psalm foreshadows Christ. As we stated, this psalm shows us both despair and hope. 
And that refrain in 42.5, in 42.11, in 43.5 emphasizes this idea of despair. The New American Standard says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? The psalmist addresses himself. He questions himself. Why are you in despair? The English Standard had, Why are you cast down, O my soul? But you can see there in 42, 5 and 11 and in 43, 5 that the psalmist is broken. The psalmist is discouraged. The psalmist is disturbed. And the psalmist is downcast. He says, why are you disturbed within me? Or as in 43.5 in the ESV, why is there turmoil within me? He is broken. He is discouraged. He says in 42 and verse 3, my tears have been my food day and night. To speak of something happening day and night is a merism. To say it is happening continually. My tears have been my food day and night. And they say to me all day long, where is your God? That same question is asked in verse 10. Where is your God. And this question is being asked to him all day long. Now that question may be asked in mockery of God. Where is your God? You say your God is so powerful. Where is he? This may be a question asked in mockery of God. Or it may be a question asked mocking the psalmist. It may be a question that comes from someone who shares faith in the same God, but doesn't believe that the psalmist is really one of his children. It may be that the taunt is mocking him. Where is your God? Either way, it is painful to endure. There is despair. He feels as if He's drowning in verse 7. He feels as if he is forgotten in 42 verse 9. He feels forgotten. He feels despair. He describes in verse 10 how he feels wounded and his bones are broken or shattered. Truly, this man knows despair. And yet, this psalm also stresses Hope. It stresses hope. He, in the refrain, says, Hope in God. Hope in God. For I will again praise Him. Again, in those three verses that we've alluded to so frequently 42 5, 11, and 43, verse 5. He calls upon Himself to hope, and He has many things to strengthen that hope. He can remember times past in verse 4 of 42 when he went in procession to the house of God, how he went to God's house celebrating God's presence. He remembers those times. He also remembers God in verse 6. He says, I remember you in, in verse in verse. 
uh, 8, he emphasizes that God has blessed him in many regards. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, or, or, or he commands his loving kindness. And at night, his song is with me. The day and night where he is forced to eat his tears in verse 3 is answered in verse 8 to some degree by the day of God's steadfast love and the night when God gives him songs. The songs are songs in the Bible are often associated with joy, with celebration. The fact that God gives songs in the night, which is often a time of weeping, according to Psalm 30, verses 5 and 6, shows us that God sometimes gives unexpected joy. Yes, there is despair in the psalmist's soul, but there's hope. There's hope as well. And there is an intense longing for God. He describes his desire for God, his longing for God, as a deer panting for the living water, the water brooks. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. There is a longing in your life for God. You may not recognize it for what it is, you may. And we may seek to fill it with all other things. But God created us for himself, and our hearts will be forever restless until they rest in him. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you. My soul thirsts for the living God. Hunger and thirst are the strongest desires we have. And he uses that desire of thirst to describe his desire for God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. We see this same kind of thing in Psalm 63, 1, in Psalm 143, in verse 6. A longing for God, a desire for God. He describes God in 43 and verse 4 as my exceeding joy. Do we have that kind of longing for God? Do we long for Him as desperately as we long for water? Is God our highest joy, our deepest longing? He longs to come and to appear before God. It is very important that we live every moment of every day devoted to our God. And we can sing forth his praises when no one else is around. But that phrase, appear before God, is often used in the Old Testament to describe attendance at the feast that God called Israel to observe. For example, Exodus 23 and verse 15, Exodus 23 and verse 17, Exodus 34 verse 20, Exodus 34 verses 23 and 24 are some examples. My point he longs for God, he desires for God, and his public worship is an expression 
of this intense longing and desire for him. A day in your courts is better than a thousand, the sons of Korah said in Psalm 84 and verse 10. A day in your courts is better than a thousand. We might sometimes read statements in Isaiah 1, verses 10 through 17, and Jeremiah 7, verses 21 through 26, etc. And we might say everybody in the Old Testament who brought their sacrifice was living a double life and simply going through the motions. But passages like this remind us That for some in the Old Testament, public worship was an expression of a private longing and thirst and hunger for God himself. Which is the case with us. Is our public worship simply going through the motions? Or is it a public expression of our intense desire for God? and the joy that we find in him. In this psalm, we see the psalmist's despair. We see his hope. We see his longing for God, his rock, 42.9, his refuge, 43, verse 2. And the words of Psalm 42 and 43 also foreshadow Jesus himself. He says in 42 verse 3 that tears have been my food day and night. Jesus is described in Isaiah 53 verse 3 as a man of sorrows. Man of sorrows, what a name, for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Jesus could have said that tears were his food day and night. The psalmist begs God in 43 verse 3, Send out your light and your truth. And I would suggest to you that while that no doubt had some fulfillment in the life of the psalmist in that day and that time, that those words of 43 verse 3 find their deepest and richest fulfillment in God sending forth Jesus to be the light and to be the truth. Jesus is the light of the world, John 8, 12, John 9, 5. And Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14 and verse 16. In Jesus, that request for God's light and God's truth finds its ultimate fulfillment. Many of these words bring us to the cross of Christ. For example, that word that's translated despair in the New American Standard and downcast in the ESV in 42.5 and 11 and 43.5, when it was used in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, they used the same word 
that's used to describe Jesus. When Jesus said in Mark 14, 34, and in Matthew 26, 38, my soul is deeply grieved. Jesus was downcast. Jesus was in despair. Jesus experienced all these emotions. In 42 verse 6, the Bible uses the word despair in the New American Standard Bible. In the ESV, uh, it uses the word cast down, but it's translated by a different Greek word in the Septuagint. And yet that Greek word is used in John 12, 27, when Jesus said, my soul has become troubled. Jesus knew the pain and the experiences that the writer of Psalm 42 and 43 experienced. He knew that. He knew that. And they shouted to him all day long upon the cross, Where is your God? In Matthew 27 verse 43 He trusts in God. Let God rescue him if he delights in him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Now, these people would claim to worship the same God. Of course, they didn't follow him. But but they're claiming to worship the same God. But they are mocking Jesus' claim to walk with God. Let God rescue him. Where is your God, in effect? They are shouting to Jesus. And Jesus, on the cross, shouted, I thirst. That statement is recorded in John 19, verse 28. Only John records Jesus shouting that from the cross, I thirst. Isn't it interesting that John records that while John uses the imagery of water most frequently? In John 4, with the woman at the well, He said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst. John 4, verses 13 through 15. In John 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will not thirst. In John 7, in verses 37 and 38, the Bible says here, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. In the same gospel where Jesus cries, I thirst, Jesus is pictured as satisfying our thirst. Because Jesus cried, I thirst on the cross. We can have water, the water of life, abundantly. May the Lord bless you and keep you.